Well, let's get into our thinking point, and it's centered around the harassment of hawkers by Metro Police specifically through the lens of a one hawker who dialed into the open line yesterday, Bongin Gosi. He's a street vendor and he spoke about being harassed by officers despite the fact that he had a permit to trade. Let's take you back to part of what he had to say in that conversation. Uh, before I started selling my fruits, I, I went uh, all the processes uh, go to environmental affairs, JMPT guys, they approve the, the place. Okay, yesterday what happened? These JMPT, J, JMPT guys, they came here because uh, there are some other people next to me. They are selling food. The, the barber guy, the one is selling cigarettes. They just started, I think they were like, and they came with four or five or even seven uh, vehicles here. They just started taking everyone's stuff. Mm. Okay. But when they came to me, I tried to, I tried to tell them, look, guys, this is my payment. I've got, I've got a big envelope here where I kept, because they told me everywhere I go, especially if I'm here, I must, I must take that uh, payment with me. So these guys, they didn't want to listen. They just took my stuff to their parking, my apples and all the fruits, actually. You can name them. So I was like, eventually, uh, because I can see this other guy wanted to listen to me, mm-hmm. but because of these other guys, who were like very arrogant. Then I, I grabbed him aside, I pulled him aside, look, this is my payment. Tell me if this is not valid. Then if it, this is not valid, you advise me what do I do? Because mm-hmm. I got it from Region 9 uh, at the Environmental Department. All right. And the guy I was talking to, when, when I first go there, he's the one who told me what to do. Which offices do I go? I even said to them, look, remember, when I first came there, you were the one you were standing outside. I asked you this question, and you had told me what to do. And here you are now taking my stuff. Then this guy, okay, because there was this old man, I think is their leader or something, uh, D.C. Mujele. His name was D.C. Mujele, according to the patch. Then he, he called him and said, hey, man, this guy, he's got a permit here. This is a, this is a valid permit. Mm. Then this Mujele guy said, permit, what permit? Who gave you this permit? I said, it's written there. It's written there in the signature. It's written. So you cannot ask me. This is, this is what you should have done first before you take my stuff. Wayne Minna is the spokesperson for the Johannesburg Metro Police and he joins me on the line. Mr. Minna, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today. Uh, good morning. Thank you very much. It's definitely not a good look for the Johannesburg Metro Police in this instance, accused of harassing somebody who had every right to be able to trade on the street. Yes and no. I'll tell you why. The city of Johannesburg is very congested at the moment, with pavements being grossly overcrowded, which is not a good thing in terms of the uh, DNA requirements, as we currently have it. And another thing is that we are finding a lot of people contravening of the bylaws. They're trading right next to ATM. They're trading in front of places of worship. They're trading on pavements that are too narrow. They are trading where there are signs that prohibit trading, and they are trading within five meters of intersection. So those are, those are the issues. That's the issue that, that we are dealing with. In, in this particular case of uh, the complainant saying he had uh, a permit, the Environmental Health Department did issue permit, but that was for cooked food, not for the selling of any other item, the perishable or non-perishable. It was cooked food only that it was. Then the Department of Economic Development took over the function. 
Yes, at the moment, they are not issuing any permits as we speak because of a fun- uh, this, uh, the function of, of the system that's been uh, fixed or repaired. But the concern is the overcrowding of the payments, and that is what we're dealing with at the moment for the past few weeks or month, uh, two months or so, where we are trying to get the pavements not to be so full, not to be so congested, to spread them out a bit. And the only way to spread them out is to say, don't trade here, but they continue to trade. That's the problem. People continue to trade in the same place. And how officers are policing it is by impounding the goods and then putting it in the JMPD pound, where traders then can get the goods back. They pay a pound fee for perishable and non-perishable, which is not the same. Also, then another challenge, perishable goods, fruit and veg, that goes off after three days. So, unfortunately, you cannot claim fruit and vegetables after a week because it would not be the same anymore. Is it not possible to 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 have some of uh, these traders relocate without taking their fruit and vegetables? Yes, no, there, there are linear markets uh, in the CBD and also in Lutrao where uh, traders can go and uh, apply for a space and trade inside that market. Uh, we, we have one at Ree Street, which is very big. Uh, and there are a lot of traders on the inside of this market and also uh, in Hilgra. But the challenge is with the street trading is that everyone who comes to the CBD uh, with the hope of making money turns to the streets to uh, to sell, to um, to make food, to put food on the table. We know that that is the case with many people who come into Johannesburg who want to uh, come and make money in Johannesburg. So people sell uh, fruit and veg and, and other ways on uh, on the streets. The CBD of Johannesburg is just grossly overcrowded. So, so, so one of the difficulties, Wayne, is that in as much as the Metro Police have a role to play in enforcing some, some of the bylaws that exist in the city, on the other hand, the way in which the Metro Police do their work is often what draws the scrutiny. So why, why destroy what we know is, you know, the stock for a trader that they've worked very hard to be able to put together. And like you're saying, oftentimes that stock is not returned uh, in the quantities that, that, that it was taken in. Well, you see, uh, that, that's the question, because all items that get confiscated are being issued a receipt Every single item is documented under the seat. But that's not what's happening. No, I disagree with the the complaint. That what the officers are doing is there's a receipt issued. If if goods are put into the pound, there's document. It's documented what is being put into the pound. Goods and items cannot be taken without a receipt being given. What we find uh, often is that traders abandon their the goods uh, when the officers appear, when there is an operation. So they leave their the apples and bananas 
houses and whatever they sell right there on the pavement and uh, they disappear. So who do we give the receipt to? There's no one to issue a receipt to. Uh, yeah. when, when I'm just going to ask you to move around a bit because we're losing some of the connection to you, struggling to hear part of what you're saying. It is 9.30. Let me take you to Luyanda Maume as well with the news. We'll continue with Wayne Mina after this. Here, there and everywhere. <laughs> SAFM 106.6 FM in Bloemfontein. Well, we continue the conversation with Wayne Minar. He's the spokesperson for the Johannesburg Metro Police. We're dealing with the allegations specifically leveled against the Metro Police when it comes to how they respond um, to street traders uh, that often, you know, feel that they're being harassed by the Metro Police who take their goods and, and not return them. And in some instances where they do return them, they don't return the full complement of goods that has been taken. And, and Mr. Minna, you're saying that there is a registry of these goods that, that are taken. But even in some of the footage, you know, where we have seen where Metro Police officers are confiscating goods, you don't see them standing there listing the items that they're taking. No, you, you see, that I disagree with because there's evidence of the items that is impounded for every item that is taken off the streets. It is put into the pound. The big challenge that we have is that uh, there are people overcrowding of the streets in the CBD of Johannesburg. That's 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 the big uh, issue here. And the way officers then uh, manage it is to take the items, document it, and put it in it into the pound. Where people then can retrieve it. Where, 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 where do they document it? Do they document it at the uh, at the center, or do they document it when they are taking it? Yes, there's one officer assigned. One who's assigned to issuing of the receipt. The other officers who are in the group or with the truck have to load the items. Yes, but does this happen on the scene? Or does it happen at the center, the Metropolis Center, where these items are now taken to? No, no, it, it happens where it is confiscated so that the receipt is given to the rightful owner so that the owner can show proof of which is his to be claimed when he goes uh, to the JNPD pound. When they get to the JNPD pound, there again it is documented on record, so, on file, what has been put into the so, so effectively, the expectation is that, you know, once the goods have been taken away from, from the traders, they must then make a plan to get to the compound to re- retrieve these goods that have been taken. That's, that's the process where goods are impounded for con- contravention of the bylaws of the city. Because if we do not enforce the bylaws, there would be total chaos in the CBD, even until, as we speak, because of crowding, overcrowding on pavements, people are being forced to walk into the streets where the, the cars are moving, and that is dangerous. So what happens in the instance that the goods that are there 
or even the goods that are returned, as we heard from Bonginkosi yesterday, that the Metro Police did come back and they did return some of the goods, but they didn't return all of the goods. What 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 has happened in that scenario? No, no, that that, uh, that question it's it's not it's not a case of not returning all of the goods. If there is a, a query, then it can be forwarded to the internal affairs of the JNP for investigation. We do have uh, a, a specific specific unit who does investigation or of misconduct of officers. So if there is a formal complaint, they can lodge it at the internal affairs where it will be investigated. Is, is part of, of the process of dealing with this to frustrate the traders as much as possible? Because just listening to you explain the process, I doubt that many people, that the kind of energy and effort and really resources that it needs to go through these processes. If you are selling fruit, at the end of the day, it, it will probably not be worth it for you because you don't actually have the money to, to be able to be following up on all of these different processes. Now, you see, if you, you had to uh, go into the CBD of Johannesburg, you'll see how many hundreds of people are selling on the pavement near the park station area and near the uh, taxi uh, rank areas. You realize with what the magnitude of the, the problem that we are dealing with. With hundreds of people trading on the pavements and overcrowding of the pavement. You see also that people are not consistent. They don't go to the same spot all the time. They move. They move around. Yes, we do find uh, of those uh, traders who, who train regularly. And those people are fine. The, the space that they are trading on is wide enough. They're not trading near to an ATM machine. They're not trading within uh, an entrance of a shop or a business or a vehicle entrance. They're not trading next to a place of worship. They're not trading in front of a government building. Those are the... the the regular traders, they find it is those who constantly come into the CBD who want to set up shop, who want to set up a table, just anywhere. And that is what we are dealing but, with. But do you think there's interest. enough education for Pardon? traders? Is there enough education for traders to inform them around some of these restrictions and the parameters under which they can operate? Yes, uh, education uh, gets done, but... The, How? The How does it get done? The, the challenge with street trading, people don't stay at the same spot all the time because it's not a, a shop where they have to go to. The street traders go there where there's business. They go to the corner where, uh, the, where there's the most pedestrian volume for the selling of the items. That's the big challenge we have. All right, so that was Wayne Minner. We'll leave it there for this morning. He's the spokesperson for the Johannesburg Metro Police. I don't know what you make of that. I certainly have not, in my many years of being a Johannesburg resident and seeing Metro Police officers impound people's goods, I have not seen these receipts that Mr. Minner speaks about that 